0: Hi, I'm Sophia Tanoli from HSF's Head Office Advisory Team and welcome to Reporting for Duties. Reporting for Duties is our limited podcast series aiming to provide bite-sized insights on corporate reporting and ESG throughout the main Australian reporting season. In this episode, we have Quentin Digby, Hannah Frankel, Stephanie Hill and
1: myself, Reporting for Duty. And it's been a pretty busy morning here at Hoat because the... Uh, New ISSB standards uh, were issued late last night. Australian time, which we've been eagerly anticipating and it's exciting because they'll help provide a comprehensive global baseline of sustainability related disclosures and just a few hours ago, a bit like clockwork, the Australian government has announced that it expects to introduce new mandatory reporting requirements, which will likely commence from 1 July 2024, which will have a broad alignment to these international climate disclosure standards of the ISSB. So there's a lot changing in the ESG reporting world. As our clients, I guess, try and grapple with all these interrelated, um, overlapping and different, you know, um, regulatory guidelines, I think one issue they might be grappling with is whether or not they should have a sustainability committee. Quinton, what do you think about that? Because a lot of boards um, are considering it and they seem to be becoming more common.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's relatively standard among resources companies already. And... Um, In many respects, that's not surprising because the resources companies by and large were the first groups that really realised they needed a licence to operate, um, a a social licence to operate, uh, in addition to all the regulatory aspects. And that's support of the community, support of the, um, uh, the, the government, you know, the broader stakeholders. Now, I know in the ASX Corporate Governance Council, there was a lot of debate about whether or not you try and um, actually build that in as something that boards are responsible for. Um, And in fact, the wording in the fourth edition was toned down between the consultation draft. But I think for boards, most boards are already there. And if you think financial services entities realise perhaps later in the game than the resources companies, that that's critical for them. Um, and with the, with the ISSB guidelines and disclosures, ASICs approach, the reality is, I think, doesn't matter what industry you're in, um, this whole concern around reputation and, uh, if you like, the goodwill associated with the, the company beyond just profitability, um, has become so fundamental that I think many boards will see the need for a, a sustainability committee, whether they call it that.
1: Yeah, is, do you think that it might be brought, like, it's there's such an overlap between risk committee, audit committee, especially because they're now, like, it's a reporting standard almost. Do you think other other companies in, are going to be looking at keeping it in it, the audit or risk committee? Well,
0: it is and it isn't. I mean, the, the problem... The, the Audit Committee traditionally has really been focused on financial risk and and financial disclosure. There's overlap, obviously, with the um, the IWSB standards coming in through IFRS. That definitely, ultimately, will be in the domain of the Audit Committee. Uh, but again, that's only one small component of um, the reporting. So IFRS... The, those two standards, absolutely. The audit committee will be across them. But uh, but I think there are broader issues that a sustainability committee needs to be concerned about. And that includes um, just the level of engagement of, of staff. Now, that's going to be still with your human resources committee. Yeah, but,
1: there's such an overlap, um, isn't there?
0: It'll also be your customers. Where's mm. that currently? You know, that's really the full board and management. Um, but, but I can see more companies seeing the need for a board committee that focuses on sustainability issues in addition to, and it'll need to work well with, the Audit and Risk Committee because the rigour involved around getting that disclosure right has to be at another level. And that's where an audit Committee will will normally have a different um, bent, and we've seen that with some of our clients. Now, the sustainability committee um, has a focus that's quite different.
1: I think also it's not just about the risk, ESG risk, it's also about the opportunity. So when you have a sustainability committee that's just looking at it, they cannot just look at the risk and audit function, but really look at, well, what's the opportunity that the company has in this space? And that's really what's gonna separate companies um, in the future.
0: Great, right. thank you for that, everyone. Some really interesting discussions there. Um, thank you for everyone that joined us in the discussions today. This was Quentin Digby, Hannah Frankel, Sophia Tonoli and Stephanie Hill reporting for duty. In the spirit of reconciliation, Herbert Smith Freehills acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.